Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Well, when you have a combined, what, four hits in a uh, Major League Baseball postseason game, we are uh, usually sure to have a game that's going to go a little bit quicker and therefore us come in a little bit quicker as we are today. It is a shortened edition of the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. I'm Josh Pacheco. All of our guests, when they appear, they do so courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline. And that includes our good friend Arnold Martinez uh, as we do a uh, somewhat shortened version of the uh, Turnaround Tuesday. In fact, Coach was probably expecting we weren't going to be doing this because we didn't know how long baseball was going to go. So I apologize, Coach. We interrupted your cardio session to do this. Yeah, yeah. No uh, no worries. It's uh, <laughs> Well, we spoke earlier, and then, um, you know, with the game timing and everything, I said, okay, I'm going to start a workout. And then when you text me, I said, shoot, all right, let me cut this cardio. You know me. I'm trying to keep it moving. Got to keep the body moving, Josh. Unlike yourself, we got to get you going, though. <laughs> yeah, coach. Coach <laughs> is trying to keep it moving, and I am the bad example of the two of us. Uh, that's that's the relationship we have uh, with our pregame and halftime shows for uh, for University of Hawaii football. Uh, as we get into University of Hawaii football, and and uh, we do our Tuesday turnaround, I don't recognize a lot of this University of Hawaii football team. Do you? No, well, you know what I do. I will say that I know what you mean. I don't recognize as far as the way they've executed in the last two games has been with a vast improvement. But we do recognize the players, and and it's the same guys, same coaches. And you know how it's funny, right? How I don't know. I found it kind of a little amusing that Gary was talking about how in other games the the lines are off out of control after the game. And then this past game, he said he didn't hardly have any calls <laughs> for the post game. Right. So, so um, it's funny how things can swing around a little bit, right? I mean, the guys are working, they're trying to get better and, and it shows, and that's all we can ask for right now. Because again, this is not, it's a rebuilding project. It's not a, a you know, instant cup of noodles deal. You just can't pull, put hot water in there and we're going to the mountain West championship. So, but I, I do, appreciate the work right and and the improvement because it's when we can start seeing that and they can see it too the players can feel it and they can see it it's tangible they know that the things that they're doing uh can help them get better and play better yeah this is not a three-minute deal and um I, i i think one of the things i really do appreciate is and and I know how much you love defense. Uh, the yep. work that this defense has done. Um, I'm trying to think of major chunk plays that Nevada had in that game on Saturday, and and you know nothing really stands out to me. Tawatawa never really had a big chunk play, except for maybe you know one or two, maybe ten plus yard completions. Um, but other than that, Nevada was really held down in in check, and and Hawaii's defense, you know, had to make them work for whatever they could get. And you know, yeah, exact, great point. And you know what? It, what was really good about it was okay. So they held Toa down to about two yards, I think, carrying rushing or something like that. But he had six, what sixty some. He was a leading receiver. Mm-hmm. He got him on a couple, like you say, not not too many explosive chunk plays, if, if any. But he was able to, you know, he came out on the wheel. Uh, one time they got him on the hook to curl area a couple times there, but um, nothing explosive. But what what's impressive is when you put in the game plan, and you say, okay, what's their strength? 
and you take away their strength. We know Toa was going to be how the off, their offense was going to have to run through him. Well, a lot of times, other teams know that too. So they build in some contingencies. But you wait, the Warriors were able to not just stop him, but play enough sound defense so they didn't get hurt in other areas. They didn't get caught sleeping. And that's what you want to teach the guys. You say, okay, yeah, hey, listen, we're, we're going to focus, and we're not going to let this guy destroy us. But we're also going to play sound our technique we're going to have great awareness and we're going to stick to our rules so we don't get beat in another area because we're over focusing on him right and so that was really good to see that happen let's talk a little bit about uh offense where did you see the progression in hawaii's offense from uh, the previous game to this one well we talked about in the pregame show uh coach timmy said you know if if we catch that corner up and press or any type of squad positioner and any type of uh, uh, trigger or um, key that triggers us to go deep, we're going to take it. And you can see it paid off, right? I mean, some of that, he said those concepts that they're putting in, some of the option routes and, and the conversions and, and on the fly and, and different things, that it's getting a little bit better each week. And it, and, and I will say this, I, I don't think they've put in wholesale changes and said, you know, well, the playbook was this way. Now 75% of it is run and shoot or 50% of it is run and shoot. I think what they did was they put in a few concepts that they can use to get everybody on the same page and simplify things to where they can get some shots. And, and, and you can see they took some shots downfield. Um, but that said, you know, that doesn't happen if that run game's not going the way it was going, right? I mean, because you're getting those guys to commit in the box into the core because DP is really having a game, 100 and what, uh, 30 how many yards do you have rushing? About there, yeah, three touchdowns. So, yeah, three touchdowns. So, um, but love the O-line uh, movement. You know, you got those big earth movers in there. And, and that's a veteran group of the of the squad. And when they start blocking well up front in the run game and creating those vertical pa- uh, rushing lanes for the running back so he can press that line of scrimmage and get those cutbacks, I mean, you know, uh, that wears on the defense. That wears, And then all of a sudden they start to cheat up and they lose focus and they lose discipline and then you can catch them here and there. And so um, you can see that, uh, that that was kind of the game plan, and, and they were able to take the shot. So I like that progression. Um, I, th- I still think there's a way. They are a ways away. You know, they have some development still in the passing game, obviously, three, touch, three passing touchdowns the whole season so far. So they know it's not good enough. I think they're going to keep working at it, and as long as we can see some improvement. But like I said before, every, you know, complementary football. The run game helps the pass game, and, and if they get the passing game going, it's also going to help the run game. Diedrich Parkson at 136 yards rushing and uh, three touchdowns. Coach, stay right there. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll turn this around to talk a little bit about the matchup with Colorado State uh, coming up in uh, just a few moments. By the way, uh, whoever is the headline writer at ESPN, uh, we need to get a new one. Uh, misspelling Braden Shager's last name. Uh, we can't we can't have that missing the C. We, we deserve a little more respect than that from the uh, the ESPN.com headline writer. But we'll do traffic here. Uh, we'll come back with more on our Tuesday turnaround. We'll turn our attention to Colorado State, a one in five football team, one in one in the Mountain West Conference, and coming off of a seventeen to thirteen loss against uh, Utah State at home last weekend. That and more with Coach Arnold Martinez on the Sports Animals. It is our Tuesday turnaround. This is ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM.
It is the uh, Tuesday turnaround on this uh, shortened version of the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Coach Arnold Martinez is with me. Um, shortened, although we've kind of moved this a little bit. Usually our 5 to 5.30. We're doing this from 5.20 to about 5.40-ish today. And, uh, Coach, you got to watch a little bit of film on Colorado State uh, they've had a tough go recently. Uh, I'm curious as to uh, what you have taken away from watching the tape. Yeah, not your typical air raid. I mean, everybody's going to talk about the air raid, and you know, Timmy is uh, very familiar with that, obviously, because he coached with those guys for five years at, at Reno. So he knows the system very well. However, um, again, as our fans and we know, the building process takes time. They're in it. They're in, it, uh, in that phase as well. They're struggling a little bit, one and five overall, one and one in the Mountain West. And, um, you know, they're just not, uh, it's just not a very productive uh, offense. And, in fact, uh, you know, they they haven't scored over 20 points, I believe, in the last two games. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it seems, it is a chore for them to move the ball. Now, that said, they, they've also lost, I believe, three at home um, and one to an FCS team, Sac State, um, right, who plays in the Big West, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe it is. And, and so um, they're itching for a win at home for their fans, I'm sure. Um, so they're, they're, they're going to be hungry. You know, when you, when you back, a, right, you back, a, 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 back them into a corner, you get back to the corner, you come out swinging and, and, or any, any animal, and, and they're, they're hungry. And, and I believe – we don't want to get trapped into the fact that, okay, well, this team isn't um, as powerful or productive offensively. And then defensively, they're ranked one of the worst in the country as well. And so you don't want to get trapped into thinking like, well, you know, this is going to be, you know, a cakewalk for us. Or Now, now that said, this is a winnable game. Um, and I know that uh, the Warriors are – underdogs, I believe by four or something, I, you know, I don't pay too much to the line, but I do, I did hear about that. And, and I do understand that's probably because we're on the road, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and, yeah, cause that, there's a lot of factors when that comes into place as well, but yeah, so they run, the, they run the air raid, but it, again, it's not, uh, very productive. You're going to see a lot of, uh, uh, shifting on the offense, a lot of formation changes, uh, but they love the inside zone and inside counter trap scheme right now. That's what, you know, they're not really getting the ball downfield either. Uh, pass attempts, uh, you know, not, not much. I mean, they, they're only passing for 170 yards per game. Uh, and so it, it is not a, an explosive offense defensively. Again, um, same thing they you know, they're going to give you a four, two look, uh, they run your basic same stuff. I cover two quarters. They blitz and man, um, but they allow 169 yards of rushing per game. They're ranked 97th in the country. Now, with us coming off some two big uh, productive ru- running ga- uh, games with the rushing attack, you know, hopefully that bodes well, right? Um, so they do allow 231 yards passing per game as well. They're ranked 71 in the country. So um, it, it's, you know, again, very winnable game, but they're at home. And they're going to be hungry and and desperate. And when teams are desperate, they can play. They can be dangerous as well, right? So I would, you know, the men, the mentality has to be, you're playing, you know, Vanderbilt again, or you know, you. It doesn't matter, right? Like I say, it's only it doesn't matter who you play. It only matters how you play. 
So, I, I, you know, the Warriors have to continue to do the things that they've been doing, locking in, focusing on that technique and execution, playing better. Um, and they're playing better for a number of reasons. Uh, but focusing on those things, and it doesn't matter who's lined up across from you, just continue to, to work and improve. And by all accounts, if they play like they did this last game, they can come out with the W. You know, there's a couple of things I'm I'm curious about with them offensively, and we know the passing game has struggled. There is the possibility that they get their starting quarterback back yeah, yeah. Uh, in in Clay Millen, and and he's Clay missed Millen, yeah. he's missed the last two and a half games. It's not for certain that he is back on Saturday, but you mentioned a very good point. Without him. Uh, their passing offense or their passing part of that offense has been, I mean, frankly, abysmal. I mean, I, I think I saw the numbers yeah. on it, uh, 42% pass completions in the last two weeks, and uh, that is that is not FBS standard by any stretch. No, so they're, they, they, and they got all the way down to a third-string walk-on quarterback who is a decent uh, player, but I would say not ready. He's a true freshman also. Mm-hmm. Um, played two games. He threw for 144 total passing yards. That's Guile Pooler. And that's 72 yards per game with zero TDs. And I will tell you what I was just really, I don't know, I'm going to say frustrated, but as a coach, his accuracy was not good at all in the last game. And, and it's like, wow. So that said, looking at the two deep, which I checked today, number 11, Clay Millen is listed as the starter. He pre- He did play four games. 667 yards passing, 166 yards per game, and he threw five TDs. So, obviously, he's the better choice. So, it's almost going to be a wait and see. I don't know if they're listing him on there as as that's going to be the guy, but I would tell you this. They want him to be the guy. They yeah. want him back. <laughs> and so, um, you know, if you had to choose, right? So, I, you know, you wait, Coach Euro, Jacob, they're going to prepare for both, I'm sure, and, and uh, really just kind of prepare for the schematic of it all. But, with Pooler in the game, again, they were run heavy, mostly inside counter, inside zone. So let's see who is going to be taking snaps on Saturday. Yeah, and, and talking about the run, Avery Morrow, um, who, is, mm-hmm. who is the running back that you talked about, who uh, yep. Timmy Chang knows him because uh, Morrow yep. was, was at Nevada before going to Colorado State, and, and he's played fairly well recently. He's got uh, two consecutive 100-plus yard rushing games against Nevada and, and Utah State, respectively. So They've tried to find, it seems like, maybe not the balance, but they've they've tried to compensate for the lack of a passing game, and Morrow's done his best uh, to a degree. Yeah, he has, and and he's a tough runner. You know, I, I, I watched him in both games, and he, he, he can run violently. He, he likes contact. He doesn't shy away from it. And he, and he uh, makes that first guy miss. He breaks that first contact and, and keeps his legs churning, you know, trying to get that perpetual motion. So he, 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 he gets great leverage when he runs. And you can tell he's the guy who wants – he wants to break, make, break a big play. You can tell he jumps off that way like, okay, if he has a chance, he's going to try and, 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 and bust one. Um, and, you know, and now we, there's another point now. They have two old linemen on there that are true freshmen that, are, that played the last game, that started. To, and I believe um, I heard Coach Norvell even say he had never had so many true freshmen playing in all of his time in coaching. Um, and so when you have that many true freshmen on the field, um, you know, they're going to take some lumps, right? Because they just don't have the same amount of experience. And, and um, so I think a combination of all of that is really keeping the production low. But yeah, you talk about running the ball. Avery Moore will try and uh, he'll try and uh, lay some wood and, and, and keep the ball moving for sure. 
last question, Coach, uh, the familiarity part of this conversation. I mean, uh, you know, both Jay Norvell and, and Timmy Chang were together at Nevada for a very, you know, quick cup of coffee at Colorado State before uh, Coach Chang got hired here. And I know Colorado State put up a piece earlier today talking about how, you know, players and coaches alike were, were happy for him and they're rooting for him to have a, a great success and a great career except for this week. But let's let's talk about the game planning of things because um, at what point with the game planning does the familiarity end? Like where where do you rely less on that and more than and more on just you know what you know about what's in front of you? Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm positive. Coach Timmy has been meeting with Coach Euro and trying to give him some insight into. Uh, the concepts, because, you know, football is all about concepts, you know, the schematic concepts in the run game, you know, what's your counter concepts, what's your option concepts, what, whatever it is in, in the passing game, are you running shoot concepts, are you spread, are you, you know, whatever it is you're doing, pro set concepts. And, and, and I'm sure he's given a lot of insight to, to Coach Jacob and, and as far as, you know, what they try to accomplish. And then it's up to then, you know, Coach Coach Euro is not going to just rely on that. Let's say I'm just giving you an example for the defensive side. I, he would then confirm some of those concepts as he watches and breaks down the film. They're going to break down probably about five game films or all of their game their games from this season um, just to see personnel and then how the execution of their scheme is, is going. And they're going to look for those sequences and patterns. Now, if those concepts exist, then he knows, okay, yeah, these are the things that um, we got to prepare for. And within our defensive scheme, right, we don't want to just, you know, for lack of a better word, we don't want to cheat it, right? We don't want to say, okay, well, we, we think this is going to happen because of this because Coach tells us they always run this kind of play out of this, you know? Because if you do that, you're going to get caught sleeping because the other side knows you know what you know as well, <laughs> right? So it becomes a, a cat and mouth game. They know, so they know, well, they know, shoot, Timmy knows we like to run this, so let's show him this, but we're really going to bring it back this way. In fact, um, I want to say they ran a trick play. Colorado State ran a trick play on the first play of offense against Utah State where it was a uh, fly sweep uh, throwback pass or something like that. And so, you know, they'll put some stuff in there if, if you're going to just try and cheat it and think you know what they're doing. So they'll, And then the other side of it, they're, Every coach puts change-ups into the, into the game plan. You know, a little wrinkle here and there that doesn't change the foundation of the scheme, you know, to where you tell your players, oh, we have a whole new type of playbook or whatever. No, it's things we already do, but let's, we're going we're gonna to tweak it this way. And so there will be some change-ups in there. So, yes, there's familiarity there, but I don't think you rely on that to say, oh, this is how we should play, and this is this is what they're going to do 100% of the time. You have to validate it. You have to look at the film. You have to look at what they're good at. Uh, they're not going to deviate from the best things they do right now this year with this personnel, right? They, if they just try to deviate too much, then they're shooting themselves in the foot. They can barely get going with the group they got. So whatever whatever potential they're getting out of their guys and, and, the, and the best way they're running their scheme is what you're going to see put down on the scouting report and you're going to base and you're going to base your game planning off that. But, um, but it is nice to know some of the terminology and the, and the concepts they do. Absolutely. That's very helpful. 
Coach, uh, I'll see you Friday night for uh, St. Louis and Kamehameha. And then uh, Saturday morning, we've got the twin bill. We've got countdown to kickoff and halftime from uh, Big City Diner in Kailua and uh, Pack 5 in Damien Saturday night. So uh, uh, you and I will be spending quite a bit of time this weekend all over the great game of football. So uh, I will see you in a couple of days. Looking forward to it, man. Always a blast talking ball and getting after it. Appreciate you guys. All right. Get back to your cardio, Coach. That is uh, <laughs> that is Coach Arnold Martinez, part of our uh, Tuesday turnaround. Uh, took time out of his cardio routine to uh, to talk ball with us, as he does every Tuesday uh, here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. All of our guests appear via the Aloha Kia hotline. At Aloha Kia, uh, you know a guy. It's a, a short show today, which means, well, what should we be talking about? Or what is the big thing we're talking about after today? And no, it's not this quote-unquote basketball we're watching between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Wait a second. Hold, 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 hold the phone. Did Russell Westbrook just hit a three? Did that just happen? Can I get a confirmation? That did not brick? You, you didn't watch it? Most of the country isn't either. It's okay. Um... <laughs> it, it's it's not this yuck fest of Lakers Warriors. That's not what we're talking about. It is Isaiah Kiner Falefa got to play after it looked like for a while he wouldn't. And the Yankees move on to the ALCS. That and more on the other side. First, a look at traffic. I'm Josh Pacheco. This is the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Coming up next, it is the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Is Darren Kimura taking a selfie in the studio? Yes? No? Look. <laughs> it looked, he was in, you see, we have we have the visual mode. It looked like he was laying back like, yeah, let's take a selfie, like a pre-show selfie. Like, yeah, this is, this is what I look like before we do the show. And then you'll take one after the show and be like, this is what I look like after doing the show. And you find out it's the same picture. Um, that's what I thought he was doing. It's not. That's the distance between us. Uh, texter from the 497, our Zephyr Insurance text line brought to you by Spectrum One. Josh, Hawaii ranked number nine in the Mountain West Conference? Not in my ranking. Um, I have Hawaii at 10. Um, I'm, I'm not really willing to put them up to nine. But I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this game. I know Hawaii. Uh, what the other day was a was a six point underdog. I think going in, you know, Hawaii being on the road. I, I am a little nervous. Um, part of why I am a bit nervous is because look, um, Colorado State is likely to get their starting quarterback back. Their running game has been successful here in recent weeks. And all it takes is just something to go their way. And, you know, they, they didn't have that opportunity against Utah State. They had a little bit of luck against Nevada with that running into the kicker penalty. All it takes is just one thing. And, um, you know, being at home, that could be the difference. So, I, you know, and I know, look at Colorado State's resume. 44-point loss to Michigan, 15-point loss against Middle Tennessee, 31-point loss to Washington State, 31-point loss to Sacramento State, uh, four-point loss to Utah State. I, I, I get all of that, but uh, 
I, you know, in the Mountain West, and, and I hope people don't start penning in wins and losses, the Mountain West is so unpredictable right now that you can win a couple of games like Hawaii has, but I don't think that you can go into a game like this now and say, all right, Colorado State's so bad, we got them. Because um, Colorado State's in a in a in a very I think in a very weird place, but I don't expect them to look the same as they have in the last couple of weeks. Uh, final thought today: I feel good for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I feel nervous for Isaiah Kiner Falefa all at the same time. The Yankee shortstop who had started for a bunch of this season benched in Game Four. Benched in game five, and he would ultimately come into the game, I think, in the last couple of innings and played at shortstop and was able to make the final out on the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the force play to second base. They needed that earlier in the inning. There was a barehanded attempt by Glaber Torres in second that he wasn't able to handle. Um, they'll need some good defense against a very good Houston Astros offense in game one of the ALCS, which you can hear tomorrow on CBS 1500. Uh, certainly, it is, um, I, I think it's a it's a very fascinating, uh, it's a very fascinating series, but Kiner-Falefa's status, I think, is, is truly one that I think you watch for in this series. Let's say he's not used all that much in this series. Um, I, I know the Yankees are still trying to get guys back, and you might see a change, I think, in their... Um, in, in, in their roster, Aaron Hicks, by the way, is off for the ALCS. He's done for the rest of the postseason. He got hurt, um, today. So Hicks is out. I think it was LeMahieu who I think they were, they were hoping to get back. Um, but if they make it to the world series, if they get past Houston, you know, that, that could be a, an important talking point about whether Aaron Boone has the confidence in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, uh, to move him onto the World Series roster. Not something I thought I'd say a month ago. Um, but we're here. And in the postseason, it's about what you're doing now. And, and all that does, uh, it, it really does matter. So it's certainly something uh, to pay attention to here in, in the next 24 to 48 hours. And then as we go through the American League Championship Series. Don't forget, tomorrow, uh, we're going to take this show over to Growler Hawaii on Kapahulu. It is the third edition of the really big road show. And we'll have some good guests there, uh, which include uh, David Hallams. Uh, my mentor, Don Robbs, will be there. Kamalani Dung, uh, Olympian softball standout, and uh, so much more. Uh, we'll have prize giveaways, uh, quite a bit to do. So join us from 3 to 6. Chris Hart, Gary Dickman will, uh, will be with me at times for the really big road show at Growler Hawaii on Kapahulu, so make sure you join us. Coming up next, it is the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show. Enjoy that. I will see you tomorrow at Growler Hawaii. This is the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu.